Hey, it's Jonathan, and I just wanted to give a special shout out to our first patrons. When Leslie, Jack, and I launched Struggle Session a few weeks ago, we had no idea that we'd get such an amazing and immediate response, and we are beyond grateful for your support. In our $1 tier, we have Matt and Joseph. Thank you so much. Truly appreciated. In our $5 tier, we've got Jeremy, Gregory, Quinn, Kevin, Harrison, Jason, Michael, Coy, Jackson, David, Matthew, Alex, Zachary, Jack, Crank, Edward, Maggie, Andrew, Kyle, Fernando, and John. In our $10 tier, we have Jeff and Ellen, Margarita, and Ben. And lastly, our first $20 patron is Pharrell. Thank you so much, Pharrell. It means the world to us. Keep listening. We've got a lot of amazing stuff ahead. And uh, thank you again. Struggle Session, uh, a show that was described once in a tweet as Red Letter Media meets Chapo Trap House. And yeah, so that's, I like uh, that. That's the only way we're ever going to describe it to anybody. It's a, good, uh, it's a good way to market us. You yeah. know, it's like, it's that's, you know, business 101. It's blank meets blank. Yeah. Just, and then you got a brand. Yeah. So uh, we got a brand now. I'm Jack Allison. I'm Jonathan Daniel Brown. And, oh, I'm Leslie the Third. And today our special guest is the Emmy Award nominated yes. Nando Villa. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Happy what to be an here, introduction. Guys. Yeah. Wow. What did you what are you nominated for an Emmy for? I did a documentary last year called Trump Land. Oh yeah? Yeah. What was it about? It's about, you know, the, uh, the whole election and all that? It was about uh, Trump supporters, really. Okay, okay, uh, okay. Sort of uh, I went slice to one of, of life. I, I went to one of those Trump rallies when, yeah. I, when I was working on the Kimmel show. Did you go to those? Trump I did, rallies? I went to a few, yeah. What do you think? Um, it, it's, it was a wild experience. I mean, I, there was, I don't know if you guys remember though. I mean, probably not, but the one in San Diego got pretty violent outside. Is that the one where he had to like, like where he had to like walk down the like access hatch or some shit? Like, I just remember there was like really funny long shot footage of Trump having to like walk across the freeway yeah. and like struggle over. That know, was the kitchen. Mexican judge one. Remember? Okay. This seems like a million years ago now. The controversy yeah. It does feel Mexican like this was so fucking You know, you know what's something funny to remember is that. At the start of 2016 was when I think it was start of 2016 when Sean Penn met El Chapo, yeah. and that's like that seems doesn't rank up. at all. Like yeah. that should be the and craziest thing chain of, of a decade. Led to a chain of events which led to El Chapo's arrest, which is yeah, just like so if it was funny. in a movie, you'd be like, no. So, so what do you think? What do you think when you said you were at the one that got crazy? Well, I mean, that was like a sort of um, you know that was a huge wake up call in the sense that you did see a fraying social fabric to a degree that was incredibly worrying. Like, I mean, I think uh, during the initial rise of Trump, everyone was just kind of like, oh, this is, I mean, we all like laughed at it. I mean, it was yeah. hilarious in a way. Um, in some ways, it still is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Funny. <laughs> it is. Uh, but yeah, you, you saw like on the streets uh, in San Diego, you saw just a country that was not in a good spot. I do remember that one. That was like one. I think everyone got a little freaked out. That one was one. fucked up. That one was scary. It, it's so funny that like, 
that's the one that I, I, I kept looking back on, like, and I was like, when he loses, like, you know, maybe some crazy shit is gonna go. Through. Yeah. Um, but as we find out, like, crazy shit went down, and yeah. nobody seems to actually give a shit yeah. about any of it. And then the other thing about these rallies is that they're interminably long. Yeah. Uh, he just went up there and just blathered on about whatever came to his mind. Right. Uh, with no rhyme or reason, and he clearly is just like almost like a. Like a drunk comedian trying out material or something, he, he you know. He was just doing he, like he was doing like how like the, like what Kevin Smith does now. Yeah. Like he just does those like <laughs> town halls where he like goes around the country and talks about the Wild Wild West story and shit. Like kind of does the hits, but it's not really stand up. Right. Like Kevin Smith could people show up like, to the, those things for Kevin Smith. I think I think they're he very popular. Them. Like I I know he does the like uh, he has this show at the Hollywood Improv where it's like. Him and Ralph Garman from K Rock. <laughs> and, uh, like, yeah, it's always sold out. I just remember Kevin Smith's, like, creepy tweets about his wife. Oh, my yeah, God. What, the, the what was it? The taint, the brown area, yeah. still owns <laughs> his dick. Yeah, fuck. I have to, and now, like, his, we have to read her, this. Like, my wife's pussy makes my dick so hard. <laughs> Kevin Smith, uh, yeah, a cheating we, tweet. I think I'm going to look for it here. Yeah. Uh, it's a great tweet. Yeah. It's one of it's like in the pantheon of like uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Is that one the Geraldo Rivera shirtless selfie? Yeah, which is like, amazing. Where he looks like he's had a C section. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, um it says ten years in and we bone like we're cheating on each other with each other, a decade plus, and her clit slash brown slash taint area oh. still pones my dick. <laughs> still pones my dick. That's, like you know, like you know, it's like a dated tweet when he's like uses pones. You know, like. It's also funny because like he uses pones the wrong way. It's spelled P uh, then right. O W N S. Yeah. So it's like kind of dorky and out of yeah. touch. But he's like yeah. still he's trying to like it's connect like, with cool young dad. Kids, cool like dad. talking about how he fucks his wife. <laughs> I mean, he beats yoga hoses. Yeah, that was it. Yoga hoses. That um, was. So so Nando, I was just I looked at I just watched Trump land. And it was you like, watched it? it? You de- yeah, you you it, you deserve an Emmy. Oh, you thank you so much. Yeah, that's great. Watch it. You know, it's guys awesome. guys at home in the audience. This is what professional hosts do. They prepare for the show by researching their guests and consuming all of the. Co- you watched the? No, you did. I watched I the, did. The, the the Uber one. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's, that's good. good. That was short. Yeah, that was short. That was short. Yeah, that's good. But what I want to say about the Trump lands, like you deal, you've met that one guy who's like dirt poor, right? Mm-hmm. His electric, electricity is cut off. He doesn't have a refrigerator. And you're a leftist, right? So mm-hmm. what did you have any conversations off camera with him about like, you know, what we have to offer as, as opposed yeah. to him? You know, um, going with Trump you know shit? I, I did. I mean, I didn't try. I didn't want to, when I was uh, sort of shooting it, I didn't want to come off, especially, you know, with them that I was trying to convince them of anything. You know, I was really just trying to get them to be as honest as possible. Uh, But it is clear that that guy, for example, had like, uh, you know, very heterodox uh, views on, especially on immigration. You know, he was was from Nogales, Arizona, which is a a town, a city split in half by a wall. I mean, it's very jarring to see him. It's like straight up like, the Berlin Wall uh, between you know, the countries. before 1989. Mm. Yeah. And uh, he was born on the American side, but, you know, that city has, has always has people coming back and forth. So he he's dealt a lot with immigration and he sees like how he's like he always talked about like how much he hates ice and how like how like how many families ice is ruined and things like that, like things you would never expect from like a quote unquote Trump supporter. That guy was just like 
full of rage. Like this is a guy who was a high school dropout, but he managed to start his own landscaping business. And at one point he had like 35 employees and it was a successful business, but then the housing uh, market collapsed mm -hmm. and he lost everything pretty much overnight. The, the business closed, he lost his house, he fell behind in some car payments. So now he's working at like this mass bakery um, you know, making bread for like Panera bread or whatever. Uh, and, uh, he get, he makes like 10, 25 an hour and the government takes 25% of his wages, uh, to pay for that car, uh, that he, that he couldn't pay. So he's like, you know, making no money, you know, it was, he, he, you know, he, he's just like a person who is absolutely filled with rage, like a deep, deep seated rage that I think is so much more common around the country than you see, you know? Mm. Uh, I mean, I feel like I, I understand it. I feel like this this whole thing, I, I see a lot from like CNN and a lot of like, you know, liberal media that uh, uh, this idea of like, how could Trump supporters possibly still support him mm -hmm. after all this time? And I really do think that it's like, if you are mad today, then Trump is fulfilling his campaign promise for most of his support. Uh, like, I mean, what they one thing that they do love is that is, is when the libs when the libs put their hair on fire over something that Trump says, like they don't realize uh, that that in and of itself is enough. That is that. I, that, I think that that was the strike stand. These are people who are single issue voters, and their single it's, issue is poning you yeah, your pants, the yeah, poning the, poning the lips, lips. You know, poning um, that paint brown that, area. What you see is just like is just like such a void. I mean, there's just like this huge negative space. I think Leslie this is what you were referring to. That you know that there is just no uh, coherent narrative uh, from the libs over what the hell went wrong. Right. And, and you see this a lot with like, I, I noticed this a lot when I was talking to the Trump supporters, especially around terrorism and stuff. You know, like, what's the liberal narrative around why terrorist attacks happen? You know, like they can never they can never provide a coherent one or at least one that's satisfactory for people who are afraid if we see the news and see stuff happening because they are incapable of of confronting America's role, in it. you know, like U.S. Right. imperialism. Yeah. You know, they, it's just like and like near Tannen will never be able to say <laughs> You know, uh, she, it's like it's like not in her hardwiring. Right. Well, we hate when you're attending on this show. Yes, of course. Well, Nira, <laughs> I, was, I was saying the other day that I like I'm a single issue voter, and it's not voting for whoever Nira Tandon endorses. That's good. That's good. It's usually, you should be okay on that front. <laughs> um, but yeah, there is no there is no co coherent narrative around things like terrorism. There is no coherent narrative around sort of the declining living standards of the vast majority of people. Um, you know, all you see is is like these things like trying to paper over problems like, no, no, it's actually it's actually okay. Like the economy is actually strong. Like, you know, and, and like what they're not seeing is just like the huge amount of problems that there are out there, the huge amount of rage that, pe that people are filled with because no one is telling them, uh, you know, no one's giving them a coherent narrative. The far right, mm -hmm. what they're good about is giving a bullshit narrative, but it's coherent. Right. It has like an internal logic to it. It has some coherence. It's it a story, yeah, yeah, that you can They They, they give you like and... a G.I. Joe episode, sort yeah. of like a cartoon logic yeah. uh, solution. Uh, but liberals sort of are like, there are no problems. Like that's ridiculous to even say America that there are problems. America is already great. America is already great. I, 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 a, a less inspiring motto, <laughs> if you like built in a lab. Just, the thing is like they're so incoherent, right? Because. Uh, and, that's the, and that's the problem is that they're all over the place. They go from like uh, America's already great to like, you know, America's irredeemably racist and can't be saved and you, know, <laughs> you just can't do anything about it. You just, you just got to accept There's it. There's a it's, segment of people you know, who are going to vote against us. You just us. can't do anything about it. So it's, it's this incoherence that doesn't make any sense, right? It's like yeah. there is no, 
there is no platform, there is no alternative, there is no solutions offered. It's just, it's all, it's all style and it's all just a series of coded words that show you that you're in the club and they don't realize just how off-putting that is to a huge amount of people. Yeah, I mean, so much of it is just like, a lot of it feels like it's just performative to get invited to parties and cool things clubs. like yeah. that. Right. Like, you know, yeah. like if you if you like just don't break kayfabe. I, was, I don't know. Have you ever got, have you guys ever been to one of these parties? I mean, I I, I have been to I haven't been to one of these parties. No. Oh my god, they are not anything exciting. Like it is like <laughs> just the biggest fucking dorks in the universe. I mean, go by judging you know. by. Politicon and judging Jesus by every Christ. wonk I've ever actually spoken to for more than five minutes, yeah, like I mean, they do cocaine, obviously, yeah. but that's about <laughs> it. When I was at the uh, DNC, like I ran the Katie Halper mutual friend who actually I yeah. met you through Katie, and she had just come from like a liberal media party, and she basically told me that she wanted to kill herself <laughs> at that moment because it was so fucking horrible to be around, you know, so many, you know liberals because they had no actual polit political opinions it's just like being around people who are really into a specific football team yeah, yeah. And, and, and especially around dc there's like this thing where like the wonks and the dorks and stuff they like have this fetishization over like this like um kind of like weird kitschy americana thing like it's very common in dc for there to be like a uh you know, like a chicken wing theme party, you know, like with mm -hmm. like four different types of chicken wings and like you can like make them yourself and like, it's like, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. Like, or yeah, like, well, you know, all the hot dogs and you can eat like they, and it's like, you guys are the biggest freaking losers in the universe. I think, I think we talked enough about politics now. We got to get in some fun stuff now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, so, yeah. uh, I mentioned that you've been nominated for Emmy, but you're also, um, a successful hip hop artist. I am. I have a long history of doing one rap song. Uh, two, well, two, if you count my uh, Euro Trash rap song. Uh, well, I used to, uh, many years ago, I used to host a soccer show. It was kind of like a, a soccer humor show. Um, and one of our trademarks was to do these like music videos. We do like parody music videos of like different genres. Like we did like a country song. We did like a, a 1960s Bob Dylan like protest song. Sure. Uh, we did a, a power ballad, uh, like 80s hair metal power ballad. We did a, like a 90s Euro trash trance song. Uh, we did a hip hop song. So yeah, uh, you know, uh, it was a fun time in my life, pre-politic days. <laughs> yeah. That sounded time. like a happier time. Was it a happier time? Soccer-based parodies? Yeah. Songs? Oh, yeah. I mean, sounds like, yeah. Like, you're really, you're really talented. You're really, you know, telegenic, photogenic. Like, Good-looking guy. Yeah, man. so why, why are you, you know, destroying your career by being the left? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, well, you know, weirdly, I also, I also come from a, a, my family is a long line of very proud fascists. You know, <laughs> fought, so this is a rebellion. Fought bravely in the Spanish Civil War to crush the left uh, in Spain. So, uh, yeah, I have come from a strong pedigree. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I don't know, like, I just... I just, I, I came to the left, I don't know, I, I guess gradually, like most people, it wasn't like one uh -huh. thing. I think the thing that really started it was Iraq. You mm -hmm. know, I was, uh, I was like a senior in high school when the, when the run up to Iraq was happening. And 
that's kind of when I started paying attention to the news a little bit. And I don't know how old you guys are, but uh, I'm 31. Okay, so you were the same age. So how old are you? I'm 31. Oh, so there we go. Uh, 86. 85. Oh, okay. I'm almost okay. 32. 89 over here. Yeah. So you're young. You don't. How old are you, know Leslie? Thing. I remember you. I'm, I'm 34. I'm 34. So uh, so you know, you know. Uh, yeah, like the 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 news media in the run up to the Iraq War was. I can't think of anything worse. I mean, if you felt like the Judith Bernie, yeah, everything about it was just like, I mean, that, that that's the least, I mean, that's like, that was like the ground zero mm-hmm. of all of it, but all the talk around it was just like fully fascist. I mean, yeah, it was like, uh, you know, and I was like, you know, 17, 18, like, I didn't know shit. So I was just like, yeah. kind of caught up to it and it like everyone else. I wasn't like, you know, marching on the streets, uh, but like I just kind of like thought like, oh yeah, okay, we're gonna do that. Okay, they're bad, whatever. Yeah, I'm like fuck them up. Like nine yeah, eleven was bad. Yeah. Fuck them up. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and then I remember like it was that, in that summer right, right after we we invaded like some sometime around like March, I think it was like two thousand three. Uh, and that summer uh, I went to Spain. I would always spend my summers in Spain, and uh, you know the media there is very different. It's usually very highly critical of the U.S. in general. Um, uh, but you, I just started seeing a lot of images come from Iraq uh, that, I don't know if you know this, in the news media in the United States, you can't show we, dead bodies. We, yeah, show, after Vietnam, yeah. because we saw the bodies of that war, we saw the coffins coming back, and yeah. people demanded that war ended. Yeah. Now, so the, the Pentagon changes policy. You yeah. can't show any carnage. You can't even show caskets, you know, closed caskets yeah, of yeah. American soldiers. It's crazy. I mean, it's it's like a full-on propaganda yeah, effect, you know, because you're just completely isolating the population from the effects of war, right? And what I saw, like, when I was, like, an 18-year-old and I'm in Spain and I'm looking on the national news, I'm seeing, like, a child's fucking like, yeah. leg, you know, just on a street. I feel like I, I, like I end up seeing a lot of that shit because I was just on the fucked up websites on the internet. Like, right. I saw, like, I, I, was on, like, I was, like, a normal I, I, I think that, like, I, I was, like, yeah, yeah. I was, like, fucked yeah. up. Like, I feel like I... Became like my politics are thanks in a large part to style projects. Yeah, like, right, right, right. like rotten.com. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Goofball, I remember that one. Uh, but uh, yeah, so then that kind of like started like a huge, you know, like you started like, okay, you can't trust anything, right? Yep. Mm. And then like obviously the Bush years, blah, 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 they were awful, blah, blah, blah. But then like, you know, then there was like Obama in 2008, which was like, you know, I mean, genuinely like, a hopeful moment. Like if we, we yeah. look back on it, uh, with cynicism and like we make fun of it, but like in, at the time, it, it seemed it like a pretty good. Yeah, it felt, it felt great, you know. Yeah, no, I, 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 then, I for sure was fully duped. Yeah. at that time. And my father works in the or not not most of his career, but like late in his career, he started working in the financial industry. Uh, so I started like paying attention more to like financial news, and I just realized like how ghoulish all these people were. Yeah. and then like Obama just like. <laughs> Gave all of them jobs in the administration, you know. Like, yeah. Uh, and and I was like, I was like, what the fuck? I remember like that. Those first few months of the Obama administration, which in which like you know Larry Summers, mm-hmm. Peter Orzag, who like you know left the administration after like a year or two, and within ten minutes was like a, had a job at Citibank for like ten million dollars. <laughs> Tim Geithner. I mean, Tim Geithner. I mean, I mean, these fucking weasels. Yeah, and it's just like. Uh, I mean, it was just such a, such a, uh, you know, all the, all the sort of paranoias that, you know, were always associated with the left in terms of like, oh, the government's just bought by corporations, the media just, you know, carries water for, uh, you know, power, all this stuff. Like, it just like, it was all 100% concerned. It's all 100% yeah, true. It's all 100%, yeah, it's all 100% true. true. <laughs> you know, like, you started realizing all that it, that it was, that it's just all true. 
Um, and and the weird thing is about the left is that like there's this effect where in the moment they're you know they're seen as uh, we're seen as like you know crazy sort of uh, you know pie in the sky. But then, like, in retrospect, happen, yeah. you know, they're 100% right about everything, right? Like, I mean, every sort of anti-war movement uh, right. in the United States, like, was, was 100% true. You know, like, how, how are you, like, not, like, given, like, the track record, how are you not, like, reflexively against any intervention uh, unless, like, proven otherwise? I mean, it's because, because of World, World War II, I think, right? Yeah, because we, effect, same we, Ryan, we yeah. won World War II, and that was, like, the last amazing... Too, well, no, but yeah, think about it. Like, we get World War II video games and movies and TV shows all the time because that was like the last time we were definitively the good guys without any sort of question. And we still did a ton of fucked up shit. Right. But like, in terms of the, the scale of the war. Like, um, I think that's the last time it felt like really, really good to be an American. Like, right when we just like had just like waltzed in at the end of World War One, and then like you know, well, then we, we beat the Russian hockey team in 1980. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good too. That was pretty good too. Good. I think that we like, yeah, but that's like the last time it was like so much fun. Uh, uh, and, and for for it's like the last been chasing that high. It's like chasing that, that high. First time you do heroin. You yeah, know, it's like, like when you're like, like after each time it's just like slightly worse. It's slightly worse. Slightly yeah, worse. You keep on chasing. You keep on going. There's actually, and then you die. That's actually good. That's a good uh, metaphor for the American Empire, and that's what I think is probably going to end up happening. Yeah. <laughs> and now we are literally now me. right at the end of the heroin addiction. We're literally all getting addicted to heroin. Yeah, like exactly. literally exactly. everyone yeah, is exactly. <laughs> actual heroin. Has, at this my point. friend has to leave his apartment because yeah, he just came home and like his roomie overdosed and he had no idea. This shit is getting crazy. Like, getting I, I live right by that. I live right by Echo Park, and I was out there walking the dog the other day, and there was just this like. It's kind of put together like middle-aged like lady and she was like just talking super shady to every single homeless person and She's i was trying like, to score oh, i bet that's this is the switch this is the time when she like ran out and she had to figure it out by just like what do you do she had like a little dog i bet she was just like oh i'm gonna go get heroin at echo park that's how i'm gonna figure it out yeah which crazy, is crazy you know, wrong you have to go to macarthur park five years ago <laughs> that's when you, that that's was where the, that was the, the good old days before yeah. they started uh all those USC kids started leaving West Adams. God damn it. I thought we were going to talk about the fun stuff. Yes. So, Nando, uh, what uh, TV shows, movies are you into? Yeah, what are you watching right now? Well, uh, watching, I'm, uh, I'm obsessed with Twin Peaks. Uh, right. I, I like count down the minutes and the hours for every new episode because uh, I, I don't know. I'm just like fully, I'm fully sucked into the mystery. Like, I'm just like, you know, obsessing over every little fucking detail, like a like a little. And is it is it satisfying? I haven't caught up yet because I I didn't watch season two of Twin Peaks because okay. at some point my dad I told me to watch any of it or just I watched all of season one okay. and then my dad I think gave me the wrong order. He was like, skip season two and watch Fire Walk with me. That's what my dad said. It was not a good idea. Just watch like the first four episodes of okay. season two and then the final episode of season two. Okay, and then Fire and then and then go on. Okay, and then you don't need to watch like the big middle like the middle part of season two. okay because that, that's why i haven't watched three yet it's so watch, it, watch until like you find out who, who kills her right okay i mean i know because my fucking father made me watch fire walk with me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watching that uh, you know game of thrones like everyone else whatever so what do you think of game of thrones i mean i i like i like loved it uh, at, in the first few years uh and then it got like pathetically bad like i, mean, I guess like a couple seasons ago and i think it recovered somewhat Last season and then this season, it just like feels like they're just like 
so tired of it and they just want to wrap it up. Yeah, it's like it really does. Quite yeah. along, but it feels so perfunctory now. Yeah. And like, they're also all now like wearing different clothes. Like yeah, it's like are. funny. They they like, the, show, the art direction made a choice to show you which ones are going to be the really bad seasons. Like, right. cause they're in like, now they're all wearing like X-Men one apparel, yeah. like the, <laughs> the 99 X-Men. Uh, yeah, I just uh, invested too much time now. I need to figure out what happens. I, I just don't even, this fucking cost fallacy was so, yeah. it's I was so hard like, to quit a show. After so hard. Spent, like fucking five I, years watching it. So hard. I, I think that like, I, did that with I think the game of Thrones has kind of always been about, fucking up the fans and like making fans feel upset and so in a way i think benny off and weiss have found like a new and new way to play they have hurt genius they've now cut yeah. me deeper than i ever thought right. they could have the red wedding was bad but the whole show becoming Sunny. awful yeah. like that yeah. i never could have expected yeah. it That's actually, <laughs> you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't like the red wedding I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, it upset yeah, me as a person. You know what I mean? And now it breaks my heart to see these characters act in ways that are completely inconsistent. And, and I, I just get the feeling like the actors are mainly getting to like the uh, was it Amelia Clark who plays Khaleesi? Yeah, they're, they're all bored. They're just like phony and in. So they are hard. so ready to be yeah. done with this fucking show. Amelia Clark wants to do like you know whatever buddy comedy with Reese Witherspoon or whatever the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of like the, the last like three or four seasons of Lost, which were like all terrible. Obviously. Yes. Uh, the guy who played Jack, I don't even know his name. Uh, Matthew, Matthew Fox. Fox. That's yeah. him. Speed he was the racer X. harder than anyone I've ever seen someone phone something in. Toward the end of it's hard to like play the same thing for like 10 years. I also think a lot of times like the writers are like like writing the show as it's shooting, so they don't have any fucking idea what the character right. is thinking or anything. Like all they do is they show up and they're like, here's the new pages. And yeah. It's like, uh... The, the dragons are marching to the north right. or whatever. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the fuck yeah, that is just... related to. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. I'm um, also watching Ballers obsessively. I don't know yes. if Ballers. I saw a little bit of Ballers. I thought it was the worst show ever. I like about. Reggie a lot. You like Reggie? Uh, yeah, he's he's uh, he's he's good. Uh, it, it, <laughs> I don't know, did, you last, did you watch the last episode of Ballers? No, I watched season one. <laughs> okay, so he's trying to bring a football team to Vegas, right? And he he goes to Vegas and he meets with like some city council member who sure. he has to like win over, right? And so he gets his like hot ex girlfriend to uh, invite him and the city council member to a monster truck rally because the council member is like one of these like cowboy wearing cowboy hat wearing like you yeah know, yeah he's a cartoon um, yeah exactly cowboy oh he's guys. obviously a councilman and, in Vegas yeah Man. so. Uh, so he takes him to a monster truck rally, and then the ex-girlfriend was like, "It's like she's hot, and she's got like a bunch of hot friends, and they're all like entertaining this councilman." It sounds like a good show. Oh, it's great. And then <laughs> the, the Rock, I guess, they orchestrates that the MC of the monster truck thing invites the Rock down to the thing, and then he goes down, and he's like, "Hey, Vegas, whatever, blah blah," and then he gets into one of the monster trucks and starts doing donuts, like as if he'd been driving it his whole life. And then he tries to do a jump, and the truck flips over, so he destroys the monster truck. And then he gets out. I was like, I know, "That sounds pretty awesome." I'm bringing a football team to Vegas. And then the so hold on a second. <laughs> HBO is considered prestige television. <laughs> the golden age of prestige television. All these networks are shitting their pants because Game of Thrones is going to end. They don't know what to do. Uh, well, they Netflix got is, Netflix is oh, never going to win. 
Yeah. <laughs> so the Confederate's going to do it for them. What do you, like, we talked about Confederate on another episode, but Leslie, what do you think about the, the Amazon reaction show to the Confederate? The Aaron Magruder one, Black America. It can only be worse, right? Like any <laughs> show that's made in reaction to another show can only be worse than the original show. Wait, but it's not even made in reaction to that show. It's Because it, like, the show hasn't even been made. It's like you're made yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to the reaction to the idea of a show. Yeah, like all these shows just got sold. Like right. they're not even close to being like, it could, it, like, like a lot of things in Hollywood it could just be like we're going to see a bunch of articles about this a bunch of shit and then neither show will come right. out like, yeah. it'll just I be just, like I just I mean I get I mean, that, that Confederate show sounds like a terrible idea it's probably the same but yeah. you know there is this like weird I mean it's mostly like a liberal thing I mean it's also a concern I mean it's it's a thing that conservatives used to do a lot more but yeah. liberals have gotten into which is like play out their political fantasies or beefs or frustrations in the realm of like the making of entertainment. Well, that's all That's all transparency marketing is. Transparency right. marketing is just like interviews with Jill Soloway and Jeffrey Tambor and they just talk yeah. about how brave they are over and right. over again. <laughs> I, I watched like five or six episodes of Transparent. It's fine. It's like a little boring, but like, you know. There's a, there's a billboard outside my apartment that in huge letters over the cast says, be courageous. Oh God. You know, but yeah, that's, 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 we talk about that a lot on the show. How basically, like, people are like hyper obsessed with like the, even the casting of right. like movies and films. Like, you if you cast like an X number amount of black people, like Twitter is going to freak out in a good way for it because it's supposed to mean something to black liberation, right? right. Like, this is going to get poor people, black people, off the streets, right? This is going to increase our credit scores because Black Panther has fifteen black people in it. Like, right. but it, it ultimately means like nothing except that Marvel is going to take a bunch of money from black people and not, you know, hire any black writers or right. It means you know, that like is going to have more money. Yeah. <laughs> but and like the, the new thing now is like is like talking about whether like a trailer is problematic, you know, like, like uh, the movie hasn't even come out or something like the trailer is already like and it's like I mean a trailer by definition is like reductive and like it's a commercial. Nuanced, yeah. yeah. Uh, but like you can already make a judgment on the movie's like problematicness uh, just by the trailer. But like I, I, I mean I guess like I guess I see like both sides of it to a degree, but like there's also like Okay, writing like a big take on like how Game of Thrones, like how you're horrible, like a racist for liking Game of Thrones or something, like it's just such a losing strategy. A lot of people might read that and be like, I'm a, I, I love Game of Thrones. I guess I'm a racist. Or just dismiss like actual, right? Uh, like actual things that are like, you know, when you say like, oh, the criminal justice system is racist, like, oh, now that you've said that the Game of Thrones is racist, like it makes that argument. But, but, I, but I also make the, I also think that there is an element of the other thing too, which is like I think that's a big part of how the alt right got started. It's yeah. like the kids like hated everyone who called them racist so much that they're like to, to really own the liberals. I'm gonna fucking become Be racist. racist. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm gonna actually become racist. Think like about, I'll like, show. Angela Nagel talks about this a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Kill all armies. She's, yeah, she's, the book is great. She's an amazing. She's an incredibly smart uh, person. She's getting a. She's getting a bit of a backlash for suggesting that, like, call-out culture. Yeah, a bit, yeah. Uh, <laughs> suggesting that, like, you know, call-out culture is not necessarily the most effective political strategy in order if you're trying to win over people. Well, right? just dunking on normies makes no sense. Like, if there's somebody in, like, massive political power and they're being an asshole, like, fucking call them out. Uh, Amanda Marcot wrote a thing for Salon a few weeks ago or a couple months ago, I remember. I mean, like, it was something, like, along the lines of, like, the Beatles, uh, oh, you know, yeah. reinforced like male 
It was like a culture, therefore they're back or something. And Anamarco the Beatles, the literally, I mean, the Beatles, like everyone loves I the Beatles. I can't like the like, fucking you're gonna, Beatles. You're gonna go up against that, like that, like that is such a losing, like fight the fight, like fight, pick your battles, man. You know, like pick your battles. Yeah. Well, you, know, <laughs> you know, we've talked about this in the show before too. That like it is, you know, interesting to uh, uh, examine pop culture and mm-hmm. sort of what it means about us as a society that we like. Think, I, for one, think it's interesting to like. Look at Walking Dead and be like, so why do we want to watch like snuff porn every week? Why is that the most popular show in America? Like, it is even okay to look at Game of Thrones and be like, you know, like, how, what is is this show problematic? But yeah. it also is this weird thing now where people like want answers from the show. Like, it's like I want I'm mad at them for having this happen right, to Sansa. Want Sansa. I want Sansa to be have justice. Well, there's, there's, there's no, I mean, there's no fourth wall. There's yeah. just like the the economy of like internet writing has favored these kinds of like pop cultural takes by mostly by like very young people you right. know, who just like or like you know want to show off like you know how much they learned in, in in college and stuff and and sound like really smart about like like there was like a take in new york mag yesterday i saw about like one scene in the latest twin peaks and like like how disappointing you know the the evolution of like a, one of the characters in twin peaks was like audrey Horn's character or whatever and it's like you know, it's like almost like the artist can't doesn't have like a legitimate, you know, ability to make a choice, an artistic choice right. anymore. In a way, I mean, I, I don't. This makes me sound like a horrible right winger, but because like, that's obviously not true. But like, there is a lot of pressure to fulfill. Uh, certain- and I think that you're seeing it play out in in Game of Thrones. Actually, yeah. I think that that's a real good example of like yeah. guys who got so spooked because everyone said that they were sexist because they let like a fake character have something bad happen to them right. that now like they're just going to end the show with everybody having the happiest ending possible. Like this show like uh, uh, the, the one uh, I think it was in the first episode this season when like Jon Snow was talking about fighting the the, uh, the you know the White Walkers and he was like and guess what like also the women are going to fight with us. Yeah. And, and and also, like Let's the POCs, the POCs, they're gonna That's fight woke. alongside yeah, us too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the little girl, the one I hate, the little girl on Game of Thrones. Which so little girl? The one who's like the Lord in the oh, yeah, one, like the yeah, little yeah, sassy yeah. one. No, she's it's woke to like her. It's so fucking Everything crazy. Everything you're describing to me sounds like a very conventional fantasy it, story, and not like this dark, fucked up world I, that was in the first couple this, of seasons. This little girl is like. When in a show have they introduced a sassy little kid character in a late season, and we've all thought that's like a good thing? That's like the like, horniest <laughs> shit ever. Yeah. No, it's the, the scrappy dude. She's scrappy dude. Yeah, scrappy dude showed up. But the thing, it's this is what fucks me up about all this stuff is that scrappy dude showed up and it worked, and everybody was like, "I love scrappy dude." <laughs>
What's it like to be a leftist in sort of the world of media yeah, in Los Angeles? And also, and specifically in the world in, in Los Angeles, because I, I do think well, it's, I think like, it's easier in Los Angeles. You do? In the news business, at least. Okay. Um, Los Angeles is, in a way, like a less ideological city in many ways, especially sure. in the news industry uh, here. It's just like, this is an entertainment town. It's not a news town. It's not New York. It's not D.C. Um, so Thank in, God. In D.C. Yeah. and New York, there's like this whole apparatus around the media, uh, the news media, that actually, I think reinforces a lot of the sort of status quo, establishment ideology that is just not as powerful here. It just isn't. I don't know. Like, I mean, Hollywood is not as liberal as people think, but it, it, it also doesn't. Um, well, I mean, their business practices are conservative as a motherfucker. I mean, right. like, yeah. And, you know, I mean, they're, they're like tokenish liberal. I don't know. Whatever. No, they're, they're, I mean, well, they're that's, that's, right. only, yeah. that's only my experience is, is, is being in Hollywood you know, and being in any way against Democrats or like, you know, uh, pointing out or not liking Democrats, you, you, you'd you think that you, you said something mean about put, Beyonce. It puts these people, people into a so rage. Bad. People yeah. literally enter a rage when you criticize yeah. mainstream well, Democratic ideology. Try doing that like in like the woke New York media circles or like, I mean, it's, it's oh, way worse. They'll yeah. uninvite you from yeah, their parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like, I don't know. Um, I mean, here in Hollywood, ultimately your judge, ultimately, you're judged by like, you know, can you put, you know, fans in the stands, so to speak. Right. Um, that's not the case in the New York media scene and the DC media scene, you know, like it just doesn't matter. Like, you know, Glenn Greenwald, like can have the biggest audience ever. Like you'll never get hired, uh, it, it, you know, at Politico, but right. he, but, but Hollywood will give him money to make a documentary. He thinks, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's true. Like they're just, they're purely capitalist. You know, like, I mean, like other stone still gets money to make movies. I mean, that's true. That's um, true. I wonder where he's getting that money from because I, I do think that there is like I, you know, I, I think I think we know where he's getting that money. Uh, uh, uh. I, I do so think that there is a. That's the that's like the big difference. I think. Yeah, is. it's not as ideological as it is. So, uh, but in general, being on the left in the news media, I mean, you you got to be a little savvier about it. You know, you got to pick your fights. In a way, uh, you know, I think that the tide is turning ever so slightly. There are, you're starting to see spaces open up slightly. I mean, like the New Republic, for example, has become far more left than it was, you know, throughout its history. It's because of Sarah going. Jones is a big part of that. Well, but yeah, her and she's great. And there's like, a, but there's, there's others. Like there's, there's others uh, that are writing there that are, you know, that are just, that are, you know, unabashed lefties mm -hmm. that, that it would have been unthinkable for the New Republic to publish them, you know, in the Marty uh, Peretz days. Uh, and you're starting to see, you know, people, you're starting like, you know, uh, some people in the Washington Post here and there, you know, like it, it's starting, to, it's, it's slowly but surely there's, there is the space opening up, especially because like just young people are so much more overwhelmingly left than, right. than their previous generations. I mean, it's just it's like, it's going to be hard to ignore. It's hard to ignore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're going to have to hire leftists or kids are going to get their news from Musical.ly. Yeah, exactly. Or whatever. <laughs> um, so it's, it's starting, you're starting to see spaces open up. And I think they, you know, um, I think that to the extent that there are, you know, like massive successes like Chapo, which they like, they rake in like serious money. You know, like, like 70 grand. They're going to get, they're going to start a month. I mean, dude, yeah, yeah. you know, like they're, that, they're, that you're just going to see like, it, it takes some time, but you'll see like someone else, someone will put them on a slide 
in some corporate presentation right. and be like, these guys are making this much money and they're fucking doing it in their underwear, you know, in Brooklyn, right. you know, <laughs> some, you know. Through, and then you're going to start seeing bobbleheads. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Get a, yeah. Get a right. Matt Christman bobblehead yeah. talks. Yeah. You got a Felix Biederman GPS. Right. I just want to say um, those Chapel guys, they're very principled. They will not be bought out. But if you want to buy us out, if you're gonna buy us out, if the if the Patreon thing doesn't work out, we should go to marijuana companies because at least they're like at least kind of illegal. Right. So at least we can be as anti-establishment as we can before that inevitably. <laughs> I mean, I mean we're, 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 recording, we're recording up here in Burbank at a small studio space. We should just start making porn. Right? Yeah, <laughs> we just like it we got, fit. It we got a desk. Well, like, but uh but yeah i mean again like, it goes back to like the kamala harris talk a little bit something like to you know to whom does chavo owe their you know financial health they owe to their listeners and that's why like any sort of listener funded radio program will typically be more independent more left-wing than mm. i mean that's just like a it, it's, it's something that's so banal but people like especially like liberals find it so hard to believe. It's like, oh, you think there's some like smoke-filled back room where people are making their old and it's like, no, it doesn't it's much more banal than that. It's like, you know, at the end of the day, like people respond to incentives and like right. you know, if if you're getting money a certain way, like you're gonna you're gonna be under a lot of pressure and you'll right. the human brain's capacity to rationalize, you know, any decision that it makes afterwards mm -hmm. after it's made that decision is almost infinite so like mm -hmm. if you place you know a million dollars in front of in front of the you know in front of you guys and say like you know become reactionaries like, okay you I will. Know, very I'm quickly in. you won't like you won't like even cosplay like you're very quickly go, well you know you know those all right guys do make some good points yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know uh, it, you know like, it, the brain can do that very easily so i thought about it because i like know about politics i'm like man you could if you just rebranded as a conservative comedian and were funny at all, you yeah. would make so much so fucking funny. So much funny. You know that Larry, Larry the Cable guy is like a character, right? That's yeah. a, I mean, it's just... It's a guy, like, Dan Whitney. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Dan Whitney. Well, there's like all these, like, yeah. like, washed up, there's like all these like washed up comedians from like the 80s that are doing like tours in middle America. Like no one here knows right. they're actually doing them. They're filling. Like Victoria ja Jackson, yeah. I think. Dennis is very Miller is like yeah. filling, you know. Yeah. Uh, Jakob Smirnoff has the theater in, in uh, Branson, Missouri. Oh, yeah, the Dennis Miller tour. Yeah. He, Adam, puts, he puts faith in the stands. The right? Adam Carolla yeah. Dennis Prager tour. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit! Um, so yeah, so that I mean, that's you know, when you're in the corporate media, it is, it is, you know, it is hard. You know, you have to try to as much as you can uh, maintain as, as be as principled as you can. Um, you find the battles that you think you can win, and you know, the places where you can have an effect. You know, like um, I'm, I'm very lucky. I mean, like Fusion has been very kind to me. Like, I mean, that's why I've stayed there for so long because they do grant me like a degree of independence that I think is rare. Um, in the media, which is mm -hmm. why like I always be grateful for what they've sure. done. Mm -hmm. um, and again, like I, you know, I, I I try to appeal. I try to do stuff that is sort of very simple and basic and appeals to the vast majority of people as possible. Like I'm not trying to play. To, like I don't get into like as many Twitter fights as other people with like other like you know members of like the media like as fun as they can JDB, be. Do you know what I think about that? I've dabbled, I've dabbled here and there. Yeah, you know, but I generally stay out of it. You know, uh, because I'm trying to appeal direct 
as much as I can to like the you know young people, a lot of whom are formerly depoliticized and just kind of starting to become political. And there's just like such an opportunity there. I mean, you start to see like people are people are desperate for new things, and like you know, I, I, I mean, that's just been my kind of strategy is to just basic building block understanding things for the vast for the, as many people as possible. Like that's kind of where I'm. I, I was gonna say I I, uh, I mean first of all that's very smart you're a smart guy and you're, yeah, I think I, I, I I'm intimidated by how smart you are and again no. how good looking you are no, uh, yeah we're I, was, I was gonna say that uh, drink first dude <laughs> I was gonna say that uh, they, they, there are no smoke filled rooms you're right about that because that kind of shit is done on Slack now well that's true <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's actually wrong. not done on Slack <laughs> no, like it's it's actually I'm wrong because Twitter DMs Facebook no those people have no power yeah you know, you're right. You have people in power are not on fucking Slack. How fucking good is the Slack leak going to be when it finally happens? Oh, I can't yeah. wait for the Slack leak. I'll personally have some shit in the Slack leak. Like, I've said some fucking <laughs> stuff on Slack, but every media company, like, yeah. I can't the fucking wait. making the decisions I, on Slack. I know. Slack. I know. They're, they're, uh, oh, Rupert Slack is just the, type. Just, Slack, is, Slack and Twitter basically are... Basically, uh, adult recreations of the high school cafeteria where people can play out like their high school frustrations as much as they can. And it's uh, fun. And it's fun. That's why it's good. And it's fun. Yeah, that's why people like it. But yeah, the people in power are not doing that. Yeah, the people in power are like, you know, having like some weird form of blood being infused into yeah. them, like in <laughs> like a living coffin. A lot of Johnny is like, he's fine. What the fuck? Yeah. He's like almost they're died. Like, they're time. like, you know, a lot, of, a lot of the people in power are just good old fashioned on the golf course, you know, yeah, like sure. they're good old golf course. And it's, it's either the golf skating. course or fucked up orgies. Yeah. yeah. I'm finding out it's just like the most insane <laughs> orgies on a red stone. But Sumner's still doing Dang. that shit. Yeah. Bob, Sumner, sure. Bob Evans. Sumner Bob Evans. Jack Nicholson probably shows up, <laughs> wax off of it. <laughs> 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 yeah, but the thing that drives me crazy is that like the right gets to take back being offensive for fun, which is like, and like they get to be like, we're the free speech ones now. Like we're the ones that'll say the shit that needs to be said, yeah. and it's bullshit. But it's been successful. Like they've managed to co-opt like that sort of. I mean, not not. I don't know. That's something that people on the left don't understand about the right. Is they don't understand how fun it can be. Yeah, you know, to clown on liberals. Well, we were like, just to be transgressive in a way, yeah. to yeah. be provocative. Like, you know, like Milo, when he was like at the height, was having a fucking blast. You yeah. know, like, that was and, he had, he came, and, he made, and he made everyone aware of how much fun he was having, whereas, like, I don't know, like, Eric Bowler or whatever, you know, like, he's <laughs> like an insufferable, like, bore. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, when we were at, when we were at PolitiCon, JDB made this point, I, I think it's a good one, uh, uh, that there is, in Trump supporters, an element of, like, gay pride or something. Like, there's, there's, there's a lot of, there's camp and yeah. flashiness and a sense of, like, we're here, we're MAGA, like, get used to it. There's this thing of, like, being in your Coming face out. and wanting to, uh, uh, yeah. wanting to be as offensive or as big as possible. Yeah. It's, it's it's it is like they're the ones having fun and like the centrists are all wearing just like friends friends of pods you know friends of pods of America. There's like a lot of friends of the pod people out there. Like you know, it's pretty, I was talking to uh, someone like I was talking to a friend. He's like, you know what? Maybe it's good that like all these military people are getting appointed because like Ugh. they can just take everything over if Trump fucks up. I'm yeah, like, you want cool. it? Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw somebody earlier today. 
somebody tweeting about like how racists are like boycotting Procter Gamble or something, and they were being like, "Good luck, racists!" Like Procter Gamble makes a lot of great products. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah and they pour like, it all on the rabbit. That's they pour like it, they're squeezing it in that's rabbit's eyes. Like, that's <laughs> a funny dynamic that is, that is happening in the last year, right? Is where these right wing, you know, <laughs> goons like get mad at some. Awful institution for whatever bullshit reason they're mad at them for. Well, they're mad. They're mad at them, mad at them the because it is. It's, it's now. It's now profitable to be like anti-conservative. That's the only reason why they're being anti-conservative. Because well, it makes money. Point, my point is that like like the right-wing kind of idiots, like the MAGA chuds, yeah. will get mad at some sort of awful institution yeah. well, for the wrong reasons, whatever doesn't matter. Yes. Like, but they'll get mad at the CIA, or yeah. they'll get mad at Gary Gamble, or they'll get mad at. Whatever, and then like the libs, because they're so fucking brain dead, will just aggressively defend that thing. Just sir, the, the CIA has defended our. It's like, sir, sir, are you doubting the, the yeah, our intelligence community's <laughs> ability to you know like deliver accurate information, sir? You know like, and it's like, uh, yeah, you know like, where you been, dude? <laughs> you know like. That's so oh funny. god, and like th that dynamic is happening over and over and over again. Like, well, like the 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 ranks of the resistance are some of the like most evil villains, maybe of all. I feel like from, like like before the end of these four years, like from, Dick Cheney is going to be like the yeah. hubris of the fucking. Well, guy. because the thing is, like, okay, like uh, when you're talking about like the right or you know like all the awful shit that happens, there's like always like the cartoon character villains, you know, like, sure, you know the. The sort of Michael Flynn's or you know uh, uh, Rush Limbaugh's or whatever, and like the fun ones, yeah, and, and like yeah, Rush Limbaugh actually does. I would argue has if it's, a, if it's an MMO, progress. they're the tank. They take all the damage up front. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> the like, video game. The guys doing like some of the most horrific DPS. evil shit are like the slick, polite ones, like, like it's Paul like, Ryan. Frum. Yeah, fun, yeah, absolutely. Paul Ryan's a fucking idiot, but like actually, like like David Frum, like David Frum's a perfect example of a guy who operates within the halls of power like so effectively, yeah. you know, and to such like evil ends, you know, like and he's just like not just in like his public persona, but like it is in his kind of more behind the scenes persona. He is like such a good operator of that whole world, you know, like that. Like that, 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 like those people are doing like the actual like real evil shit. Like, like they're like they're, if their fingers like not right on the trigger. It's like the guy behind the guy. Yeah, the, he's a uh, Varus. Yeah, he's kind of like Varus. They were from right for the Atlantic. Him, him and Tanahasi Coates are big are the uh, <laughs> colleagues. Yeah, and we take that shit. Like the National Review is not. Hiring like Amy Goodman to write articles, right? Why did we put up with it? What was the last liberal like they've had on Fox News? Like, well, they have that guy, Beckel, Bob, Bob Beckel, who's like fat and has like the suspenders, you know? And, yeah, like, just, he's just like a fucking idiot. They and they just losers. Him Alan yeah. Holmes, too. Like, he's dead yeah. now, so yeah. I guess I can't make fun yeah. of him that much, but like, he was a moron. Yeah. Like, he, 
And he was always Hannity's flack. He'd say, like, oh, well, maybe we shouldn't give yeah. healthcare to people. And Hannity would be like, you fucking dummy. Yeah, and then yeah. he'd Shut up, dumbass. And then yeah. he'd, like, put his, like, head yeah. in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> what, are you going to go back and eat some tofu for lunch? You know, like, I want to uh, I want to actually go back to, like, how you two – how did you two meet, by the way? Like, through Katie Halper. Yeah, you know? like, through one of her shows. So you guys yeah, just, yeah. like, hung out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any events yeah. in – Evening. Yeah, because Kay, Kay Helper has a really cool um, thing that she does. She does our radio show every week. And then, like, mm. er, like every third Wednesday, she'll have a live show. And, like, is at this place called the Brooklyn Commons, yeah. which is, like, where Jacobin, Jacobin Magazine is located. And, like, it's just this really cool coffee shop where all the leftists hang out, like, re- this, like a little – a lot of young ones, a lot of really old ones, a lot of yeah. ones who've seen some shit, <laughs> and they all come there. That's and, amazing. Um, we don't have anything like that yeah, now. So, like, that's that's, that's what they have been talking about, thinking about a lot, because when Katie started that show, it wasn't that long ago. I mean, when she started her live show, it wasn't that long ago. Um, and I think I did her, like, second show, mm-hmm. um, her second live show. Uh, and there must have been 13 people there, you know, which whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Like a little lefty bar, or whatever. Like it's, it was a nice little evening, and then I did like her show maybe like eight months later, and the place was fucking packed, mm. like absolutely packed. You know, like you could like you, there was like standing room only, um, and because I think like you know all of like so much of left politics is happening online, and online is like in a way such a toxic thing that when you're when you can find these like. Uh, in-person spaces mm-hmm. to do them like it's so refreshing for people and mm-hmm. like yeah it doesn't really there's nothing really exists out here uh opportunity opportunity for struggle session uh would be to <laughs> figure out some live shows we gotta, we we gotta gotta get like the first few here. which are embarrassing because yeah. like four people will show up yeah but like uh you know if you have like I'll just some, pay audience like most of these tv yeah. shows Dude, yeah you just go to venice and sign up for one of those things <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, they have a boardwalk. I should just go to Universal City Walk and stand next to the guy that's like getting people to go to like uh, the test uh, screening. Yeah, like (laughs) the test screenings. Where where can people find the documentary? Uh, on on fusion.net. Okay, Uh, fusion.net. And what and what which which Emmy are you? I can send you guys to. I can send you guys a link. Uh, Yeah, we'll post it. uh, I'm nominated for the news. uh, It's the news and docs Emmys. It's not the primetime Emmys. Mm. Uh, All right. News and Docs Emmys. Uh, <laughs> it's like for outstanding government and politics documentary. Very cool. Well, I uh, uh, front line. bastards. I'll, I'll vote for you. <laughs> I, I, I'm an Academy member. I'll go vote for nice. you right now. Uh, <clears throat> All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to Struggle Slash. We just uh, watched some uh, quid pro quo, by yeah, the way. Yeah, 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 this is how it goes. This is how it works. You do the podcast, yeah, you get yeah, one yeah. vote. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, thanks for coming. In. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, good times, everybody. Is yeah. anything, let me, Struggle know. session uh, is on. We got it on everything now. We're on iTunes. We're on YouTube. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Stitcher. And of course, if you want to throw some cash, Do you guys think Patreon. Patreon. Go to the Patreon and give us the money if you can. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie doesn't want to work anymore. And JDB, yes, please donate. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, yeah, thanks for coming on. Thanks for being here. Nice to meet you. Thank you.
cuffing your season tell the suckers to beat it you're doing numbers they see it i mean they got your back we stack shields like chips believe it make your own rule they can't do it like this pour some love out the mls cup for the haters and put them up because my league is designating the player no fifth seat for me and you this ain't no playing game till donny g to holla at me because he's feeling the same mls you're my vegan i love you Thank you for listening to today's episode of Struggle Session. Uh, subscribe to us on Patreon. If you'd like to shoot us an email, hit us up at thestrugglesession at gmail.com. We are at strugglesession.us if you'd like to check out our Tumblr. If you would like to follow us on Twitter, not me, but us in general, check out at Struggle Sesh, S-E-S-H. Like what you hear? Want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or strugglesession.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.